After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. win the faceoff and it is Hall back in his own zone. Nylander and Matthews the combo up front and the pass to Nylander. Nylander rink wide feed finds Austin Matthews to the line and in drops for uh, Nylander driving the net in a goal he scores! Willie Nylander! What a move coming off the left wing goes to the forehand and finds the roof of the goal and the Leafs win it in overtime! Well, well, well. Can't wait to see the Toronto newspaper covers on Thursday. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. The Leafs come back from the dead, it seemed. A 2-1 win here against the Calgary Flames. In overtime, Willie Lanner, the both goals for Toronto. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Sam McKee and Josh Santos along for the ride as well. I don't know how to describe this game tonight. Uh, It was choppy to say the least, but bottom line, Gord, the Maple Leafs found a way to get the job done tonight. Well, they did. And, you know, talk about whatever the headlines would be. It's like you were getting ready for the show. It's like the old times when they had typewriters. They'd be doing their game score when Calgary scores late. And then you hear them ripping the paper and they got to watch overtime. And then all of a sudden a a whole new lead. So from this evaluating the Leafs, are they in a slide? Are they in the funk? Are they in trouble? All of a sudden, I said to you after two periods of play, uh, zero, zero score. I said, send in the hounds and one hound showed up and it's the hound. They needed to show up. Willie Nylander is a streak score. What better time than do it to score your sixth and seventh goals of the season late in regulation. And then in overtime, and by the way, Leafs out shot Calgary 39, 22. He had six shots, which actually kind of surprised me because yep. I thought he's been playing the periphery a little bit too much, but he led the team with six shots on goal. The final two being those goals that made the difference. If only this happened against Columbus. Uh, it took 71 shots, by the way, until they finally solved David Riddick with the goal mount scramble where the entire team was in the crease there. Yeah, well, David Riddick, and you you mentioned the stats earlier. He played the Leafs three other times before these two games, Monday and tonight. He really has had their number, to say the least. That's a lot of shy shots they fired at him. Give Michael Hutchinson oh, yeah. big marks, big marks. This was This was exactly the kind of game that eluded him last year. You know, a low-scoring game where a goaltender had to help make a difference in a win, and and he did that tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it was only fitting that William Nylander scored twice in this game. It was like the hockey gods knew that Anthony Stewart, um, big backer of William Nylander in his day, and, and in the present as well, will uh, hop on the show in mere moments from Hockey Central and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll get his thoughts, and we're going to ask for a gif on how to describe tonight's game for him because it was kind of boring, but Gord, we talked about this at the second intermission. You got to scrap and claw. You got to find a way to win hockey games like this one. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets exciting at the end, but it was rather pedestrian to say the least wasn't a horrible game, but I mean, the Leafs Leafs went almost two complete games. I mean, they were like minutes away or under two minutes away. They pulled the goaltender, which is what they did with Columbus when they came back and, yes. uh, and made that game interest. They scored like eight goals with a goalie pulled or whatever, that ridiculous game. So they, so now that kind of all goes on the back burner now, like what, like what different storylines it's, it's funny what a couple of really well-timed goals can do that. And that's the other part. Like, like I wasn't impressed Saturday. I thought everyone's all oh, great. John Tavares got one and Willie Nylander got one. I, I, you know, no, I, I don't like, I look at that more for a rookie or to get Jimmy VC going a bit, you know, someone like that, give them some apples in the third period when the game's in hand against the Montreal Canadians. So I didn't think for a second, whatever scoring funks you will think, well, Nylander was in one and Tavares to a degree were in one uh, that, that changed things Saturday. So uh, tonight, 
Big time for Willie Nylander. The fourth career OT winner, by the way, for Nylander. And it's uh, crazy how perspective changes so quickly when it comes to statistics. Uh, three in the last five now for Nylander as he starts to warm up here uh, a tad, I guess. Well, so one in the last four, correct? Yes. So two tonight. So, yeah. Three yeah, and we, five. Numbers scored. I Hey, when I did the press notes way back when, I knew how to make him sing, okay? I knew exactly that We're you found... We're making Willie sing right yes. now, right? Well, I would make, yeah, if I was doing it, I would be making Willie sing. Hey, they found a way to win. That, that was your point. You said second intermission. Uh, it goes back to that game against the Montreal Canadiens, down 2 nothing when uh, you had Wayne Simmons engaging Ben Sherratt to get a fight going, and they came back, tied it, won it in overtime, and they've been doing that uh, a lot more than any other year since uh since these this gang since the good old young gang came together as they as they grow together so fair to say the uh the roughing penalty in the third was the road stellic turning point in this game for matthews with uh, rasmus anderson <laughs> no beyond that no i don't i don't think that was the turning point but we're not uh, gonna we're gonna we're not gonna say it on the radio tomorrow no uh, yeah yeah no no we'll figure i don't know the other turning points it's uh I, I, they got fortunate when they pulled the goaltender it was kind of late coming into the play and really calgary came very close and probably should have had an empty net goal least win at 2-1 coming back uh, scoring late in regulation then an ot same guy willie nylander nick alberga and gord stellick here on leafs nation post game on sportsnet 5-9 of the fans so happy to bring in from hockey central and hockey night in canada the gift master himself it's anthony stewart stewie what's going on my man I'm doing well. I'm just making sure that uh, you guys are ready to give Willie his uh, his flowers after that performance tonight. Well, that's exactly it. And I don't know if you got the voice message just sent to you. It was like the hockey gods knew you were coming on the show because Willie promptly scores two goals here. Yeah, and um, again, he it, it, it's funny because you know when there's the criticism of his game. It's because they just, everyone knows how capable he is and what he brings to this team. And he's the perfect guy when you're down a goal or, you know, the other night when it's 3 nothing on the power play. He's, he has that capability to change a game. And you saw what he just did in basically two shifts. So uh, I think the critics, that's what they, they get on him for because they want to see that every single game. But that's part of evolving as a National Hockey League player and a star. So uh, I'm happy that he, you know, got the monkey off his back now. But uh, I think now with some of these injuries, I think that's the expectation going forward not just from the team but i think from himself okay so stewie uh it's one thing to get the critics off your back but the as i always say the dressing room is real you are in that dressing room so you know you know as a teammate sometimes streaky players so what do you accept about streaky players and what don't you accept is is it a case that they have to do all the other things right and in that case is willie nylander doing it because i certainly know some streaky players that really weren't all embraced by their teammates yeah, it's not when you're scoring. What else are you doing? As long as you're competing hard, like do we want William Nylander, you know, dumping the puck, chasing and running a guy from behind? No, but you want him winning puck battles and not getting pushed off the puck easily. And I'm not sure if you guys watched that Edmonton game last uh, last night. They were down 3-1. And in that third period, they went pure ground and pound where they were chipping every puck into support and creating foot races and, and sort of wearing down that Vancouver deed. Uh, Dreisaitl was doing it. McDavid was doing it. So they were now relying on, you know, those basic details of the game, what takes to score. You can't just score all your goals off the fly and off the rush. Uh, hockey is a physical game. You got to get to the net. You got to get those second and third opportunities. So, uh, regardless of uh, if you're a skilled player or not, you have to compete and do those little details that make you successful and get you to the league. That is Anthony Stewart, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic with you here on Leafs Nation postgame. A 2-1 OT victory. William Nylander, both goals for Toronto. Uh, what's it like to play in a game like that, Stewie? Obviously very, very choppy. It was kind of boring, to say the least. 
Yeah, they say that's why you got to play a full 60-minute game and, and you have to just rely on that system. And coaches will say it may take the last minute of the last period for the system to work, but you just got to stick with it. And, um, you know, they got they got down late in the game here and they didn't really let that break their system where they said, hey, you know what, it's time to open it up. They just stuck to it, kept it simple, pulled the goalie, and then went to work. And at the end of the game, they just went, you know what, we're just going to put pucks on net and hopefully get a, an ugly one here. And that's the basics of the game where... Um, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs now to go into a deep playoff run. They got to learn to win these games down a goal late or or a one goal game, and they've been doing that so far this year. So um, the the one thing with Leaf Nation now, I think they got to realize there's going to be highs and lows, and you know they're going to be more lows than uh, you know losing three nothing the other night. So it's coming, but you just got to weather that storm. But it's good to see that they found a way to uh, not just wait around and wait for something worse to happen. They found a way to win the game, and I think that's what's the difference between the group this year and in years past they're finding ways to win as opposed to finding ways to lose yeah you know uh as, as far as they weathered the storm again so i mean they have not had one of those times yet and really in, in the canadian north division stewie uh you saw riddick how pissed off he was leaving like like this is a world of hurt again for the calgary flames like they really needed two w's and you know they, they they've been floundering vancouver talk about a world of hurt and then montreal holy macro they make a coaching change like you know every single team in the north division has had that phase even edmonton earlier on and and this by virtue of those two goals the I, to me the maple leafs get a reprieve again from though that reality you said has to happen sometime in the regular season but so far they're the only team up north that's avoided it yeah, and if I'm uh, see, if I'm some of the other coaches or management uh, in, in the North Division, seeing what happened with Montreal, who had one little bit of a, a lull here, and they're making all those changes, I'd be really, really nervous. But there's ups and downs, and it says I know it's so cliche. There's ebbs and flows in the National Hockey League, but I think with a lot of these teams, there's just something you know with regards to expectations that teams aren't uh, meeting. You saw the Montreal Canadiens; they went out and spent a hundred million dollars in this off season. There's expectations with that. Calgary; they went out, they got. Uh, I was going to say Big Save Dave. They went out and got Markstrom. They got Tana. They spent money on some pretty key free agents. There's expectations with that, too. So the same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They know they have to take the next step. But I think what they did, they really brought in guys that complemented this roster to complement the big four. So with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're rolling now. Uh, they're, they're, they're really going through adversity right now. And I like the fact that guys like Barabanov stepped up tonight uh, in, a, in a, an increased role. I know he only played nine minutes. Engvall had a pretty decent game. So... Uh, they're doing it by committee, and this is the making of a team that is is building for a long playoff run. My favorite emoji is the poop emoji. Best way to describe Toronto's power play the last couple games, Stewie. 0 for 4 tonight, 0 for the last 11. Um, <laughs> is it just coincidence that there's no jumbo in the lineup? What are you seeing from the PP the last couple games? Well, what do, what, what do you want? You want them to, to shoot 40% the rest of the year? It, 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 it all comes back. It's like Vegas. The house usually <laughs> always wins, and you're not going to be firing over 30%, and you're not going to be 40%. You're going to come back down to earth, and you're going to top out at maybe 26% if you're doing well. But mm-hmm. I think what they need to know, that that's starting to work now. you got to get back to the basics. When it's not going, you can't be trying to do those cross-seam pass, make it fancy. you just got to keep it simple. D to D, back to D, pound, shoot for a stick, redirect, uh, win puck battles. I think 
think that's the one thing now with the power play. It's a lot of one and done plays. It's a shot. Uh, it goes rebound in the corner. They clear it out. And I think they're having a lot of uh, hard times on their entries as well. So that's another thing too, where watch, uh, please watch that Edmonton game last night where Tippett, they had them chipping and people think chipping the puck is just getting rid of it. And it's going to affect your Corsi and your, your advanced <laughs> stats, chip the puck into support, chip it to get it back. Watch the Detroit Red Wings of the nineties. That is a skill. That is a talent. And that's one part of the game that's very effective. Well, I, I will eat chips when I watch those games. I, I, I support it that yes. way. Yes. Yes. Hey, uh, you know what I'm really... Pink chips or uh, chips? Oh, jeez. Whatever, whatever's going. Yeah. Hey, uh, what, uh, what I'm really looking forward to, because part of it with the, you know, the Leafs being in first, you're saying, yeah, how would they stack up against Tampa Bay and, and Boston teams that used to be in the Atlantic Division? But three consecutive games in Edmonton, to what's the hottest team right now. I mean, Edmonton's the hottest team in the North right now. So uh, I'm liking that. I hope we get a bit more marquee games that we didn't get early on the Edmonton-Toronto matchup. But Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, I am really looking forward to it. And hopefully Matthew's 100%. That'll be another thing we'll chat about things as well. But just in general, the creme de la creme as far as the top two teams and some of the greatest players in the league going three, three games in five nights. Yeah, and what I like about it, about this game last night is that they didn't leave their goalie out to dry. In Hutchinson, we only had 21 shots tonight, where before, if it's a backup, he's facing 30, 40 shots getting hung out to dry. So they played a really good, uh, I don't know if it was a good team defense game, but they just did a really good job with the puck possession. Didn't really give up too many high danger spots. They had a breakdown on the goal late in the third. But overall, they're playing good good team defense and that's the making I say of, of a team that's that's learned from the mistakes of the past I like it now it's now hopefully now the trend is going to be when it's when it's not Marner or it's not Matthews you're going to see guys like Nylander step up JT step up and some of these other guys that are paid the big big bucks but again you got to take the uh, the positives out of this and you know what Willie Nylander's back as they would say he's back I know it's only one game but he looks like he's back guys I can't wait for the newspaper clippings tomorrow Stu before we let you go uh, I want you to talk about a project you're working on hockey equality Yes, so I'm working on Hockey Quality, www.hockeyquality.com, sorry, .org, and what we're doing is we're raising funds and resources uh, to make hockey more accessible. Right now, especially in the city of Toronto, prices are really, really high for ice and for equipment and registration, and what we're going to do is we're going to alleviate a lot of those hard costs that are associated with hockey, and if we do it for one kid, 10 kid, or 100 kids, it doesn't matter, every dollar counts, and it's going directly towards uh, making hockey more diverse, not just for one group for everybody uh, because it's afforded me the ability now to, to provide for my family and the longer that you play this game the more life lessons you learn so we're trying to get people involved in the game of hockey but it's because it's been great to me it's been great to my family and I think everybody especially in the city of Toronto deserves an opportunity to uh, play hockey if they want to and where can everybody donate uh, www.hockeyquality.org perfect Stewie thanks so much uh, for tonight really appreciate it take care okay Thanks a lot, guys. Go, let's go. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Anthony Stewart from uh, Hockey Central and Hockey Night in Canada breaking it all down. But uh, certainly, uh, Willie is back at least for tonight. And uh, it's it's pretty crazy the way this game was going. You just thought, here we go again against Columbus. Couldn't solve the goalie. And, and good for Nylander. Got dirty in the crease there, Gordon. 
Yeah, of course, I always go back. There was a movie years ago, Tell Him Willie Boy Was Here. That was the name of the movie, and that's kind of going to be the theme uh, as he as he walks off. Uh, and, yeah, I just, like, Riddick slamming his goaltender stick. Like, like he ends up with a 501 loss record. He's a the guy's snapper, played, though, eh? I know, but the guy's yeah. played phenomenal. And, I mean, yeah. really, that that's that's the kind of game for a Cal- Calgary right now is out of the playoffs, okay? They would have won that game. They would have been tied for Montreal for fourth place. Or, uh, excuse me, they would have uh, still been one point behind. They got the they got the overtime good point. Enough. But anyway, yeah. yeah, good enough. You know what I mean? And they, and they thought they had two in the bag. But anyway, nice one. And tell them Willie Boy was here. I like that. I like that. So Willie Nylander, uh, two goals in this game. The OT winner. The Leafs find a way to win the final here against the Calgary Flames. That's Gord Selleck. I'm Nick Alberga on Leafs Nation. Post game, many thanks again to uh, Anthony Stewart for hopping on. And again, uh, you know, can't say enough great things about Michael Hutchinson and more so because I've really ragged on this guy and I think rightfully so the last couple of years, but I thought he was solid. Like we talked about it on Leafs Nation pregame coming into this one. You needed your backup goalie to make, you know, have games like this, similar to David Riddick, the way he did in, in both these games. But I thought, you know, that there were some quality chances, especially in the second period and, and, and Hutchinson uh, stood strong in this game. Yeah, and again, you go back to the, where this uh, young man joined the organization. You had the Jonas Jonas Enroth situation, the Garrett Sparks situation, Curtis McElhain, which had been a positive, and then Sparks. So Mike Babcock had been had been real hard on his backup goaltenders. So that just that just was the situation. And then when Hutch Hutchison came, all of a sudden he had to play. Who did Nylander hit in the in uh, practice? He hurt the goaltender. He hurt the back. Anyway, whatever. So all of a sudden ah, Hutchison flew in and had to play right away and and again it's all kind of a blur was it Garrett Sparks uh it could have been yeah it, so it's all kind, kind it's all kind of a blur about the games so I mean but he got a lot of games real quickly and he got to play when the team wasn't playing very well and, and he he had some bad luck too and he seemed to get nervous and struggle a bit so just the imperfect storm and so a, a game like tonight you know, because last week they won, but they won form in a lot of ways. Team, but but a game like tonight was what you were looking for from Michael Hutchinson in the past, and uh, and good on him, absolutely good on him. He comes up with it tonight, and also good on us for uh, pumping Andrew Mangiapane in the pregame, right, Gord? Because he uh, we pumped him in the uh, hometown Canadian players, and he promptly scores the uh, the go ahead goal at that time. Well, we talk about one of the one of the class acts played for Dale Howardchuk's team up in Barrie, the late Dale Howardchuk, a sixth round pick. Wow. I, I mean, I I, yeah. I could look at the sixth round later on. I'll tell you, no one's no one's fared better than he did with the sixth round. They're just signed a new deal with Calgary. I, I think one of the really truly underrated gems. And so the Maple Leafs win it two one in OT. Wood the break still more to come here on Leafs Nation post game. We'll go inside the locker room here from uh, Zoom. I guess uh, Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs the game seemingly they had lost uh, down one nothing. Find a way to solve David Riddick not once but twice in this mini series and salvage a split. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Blue line, it goes to Riley. Wrist shot in traffic coming. Puck in the goal crease area. Jammed away at. Still free. It's in the blue paint. And now they say they scored! John Tavares, or is it Nylander, who jams it home? That was a wild scramble in front of Riddick. And the Leafs tie the game with six attackers, and it's going to be Nylander who gets credit. 
Gotta love those rugby scrums. It took 71 shots over two games, but finally the Leafs solved David Riddick. Willie Nylander tied a late in regulation and scored the OT winner 2-1 the final. This is Leafs Nation postgame on the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. And again, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, likely Willie Nylander as we roll on here on the show. But the Maple Leafs finding a way. But the way this game was going, you, you started to doubt if they were going to solve Riddick tonight, Gord. Well, yeah, and you started to wonder if the Flames would solve Michael Hutchinson, and they did late in the third period, and uh, the Leafs did very late in the third period. And, yeah, you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned the scrum. I don't I don't know if Willie Nylander plays on the Swedish national rugby team or not, but uh, his uh, overtime game-winning goal was not that. It was it was a highlight real goal, but you're right. It was about the greasy area, which John Tavares was in as well, to get that goal. And, you know, just part of COVID world, there's so many parts of COVID world. So we have a monitor here just that, you know, picks up what's going on. I mean, tonight should have been just leaving the Scotiabank Arena electric. Mm-hmm. The fans leaving electric. You know, they would have been um, not all excited what they saw for about 50 or 55 minutes, but at the end, and then we're looking and the arena's empty, except they have this like all-world cleaning team that comes quick because they they clean it as if it's a, a, a intensive care unit in a hospital. Well, it and is. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not making light of it. Yeah. But it's just like it's just this barren arena. Like, wow, it just crazy. This kicked though. ass. You know what a game this would be. Everyone's going. Uh, what a buzz. What a high. It'd be a just, walk to the subway. It would be yeah a slow walk to the. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be a walk to a pub. It would be the kind of thing sure. that the friend would say. You know, I have to go home anyway. But then. Okay, I'll stay for Let's one. Pop for a pop. I'll stay for one now because Willie Nylander, he could he could have helped beverage sales. You're right. That's a, that's very very accurate. And uh, one of the stats I'm looking at seeing throughout this season uh, wins from the backup goalie. It's now four or five, Gord. Four or five. Uh, Hutchinson wins this one tonight. Uh, Twenty one saves. First, we're going to hear from Hutchinson. After, we'll talk about it. Hi, Michael. Uh, just the 22 shots for you tonight, um, and it looked like you played with a lot of confidence. Uh, what was your what was your mindset through the game and um, I guess even after the uh, the Flames got that late one? I uh, yeah, I was just trying to stay uh, you know even keel the whole time and uh, you know we had so many good chances uh, you know it was easy to get excited back uh, you know watching the game watching how uh, hard the guys were working in front to try and generate offense uh, in their zone and uh, yeah for myself I was just trying to stay focused and uh, you know really focus on uh, you know, rebound control and uh, when they did get an opportunity to try and uh, limit it to just one shot. Next up, we'll go to Marty Klinkenberg. Go Mill, go ahead, Marty. Hi, Michael. Congratulations on the on the nice win tonight. I, I'm just wondering, you know, if you can kind of talk a little bit about your your journey as an NHL goal, goalie. You know, you've been with been with Toronto, uh, been in the AHL, been with Toronto, went to another team, now back to Toronto, and. You know, you really seem to have found some success. So, what have, what has it been like for you, though? Whole uh, career, uh, I think, from day one's been a uh, huge uh, whirlwind. It's been, you know, going all over the place. Uh, I don't know how many teams I've played on now, but uh, it's, it's quite a few. Uh, from everywhere from the East Coast League up to the NHL. Uh, and uh, everywhere in between. So, uh, you know, for me, it's just, you know, enjoying the journey and the moment that you're in right now. Uh, you know, last year, uh, getting traded to Colorado, you know, I just enjoyed my time when I was there and, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to sign back with the Leafs. Now I'm just uh, enjoying every day being a part of this uh, team and organization and, uh, you know, just showing up every single day, uh, you know, thankful for the opportunity I have. Next up, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. 
Hey, Michael, what's more daunting uh, for you as a goalie when you find yourself locked in a, in a net-minding duel like you were tonight or when you're in a game where it seems like every team is shooting it in the net and it's kind of one of those ones where you just know you got to make that last save? What's more daunting? Uh, they both have their own challenges. Uh, I don't think either one's uh, easier by any means. Uh, it's always nicer when the puck's not going in the net and, uh, you know, you're kind of battling out in a defensive uh uh, type game, but uh, you know, over the course of your pro career, you have to learn to be comfortable in uh, both types of games, and you have to realize that you know not every single game is going to be a one nothing or two one game. Uh, you know, there's going to be some that uh, you know are higher scoring, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is getting a win. And uh, you know, uh, both games you focus uh, and you just try and make as many saves as possible. We'll take two more here. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Michael, from your perspective, what makes William Nylander a special player? He's unbelievably skilled. Uh, you know, you watch him every single day in practice. Uh, the way he, uh, you know, he kind of picks the part of ga or the game apart. It's uh, really amazing. Uh, you know, it was great to see him uh, tonight. You know, come in and score that big goal for us. You know, everyone's really happy. He's a huge part of our team, and uh, yeah, he's just got so much skill. And last one here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. I had a similar question to Dave's a couple ago, but it's 0-0, uh, zero, zero, we're 55 minutes into the game. Can you describe that feeling for me as a goalie? Is that tension? Is that excitement? Is it fun? Like, what's going on in both in your in your head at that point? Well, uh, it's always fun, but, uh, you know, as the game goes on, especially, uh, you know, when you're feeling like you're on top of your game, uh, you just become more at ease as the game goes on. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, if you're up by one goal tie game or down by one goal, uh, you know, the, the longer you, uh, the game goes on, the more comfortable you feel in it and you just uh, are kind of just in a zone. So, uh, you know, for myself, like the game got down to it. Uh, you know, there's no nerves or anything like that. It's one of those things you learn as you're growing up playing, uh, you know, just to take it one shot at a time and just to focus on the moment. Gord, it's always daunting doing shows with you. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. I'm in awe of doing shows with you as well. It's uh, it's daunting. That's our word of the uh, Zoom call. Thesaurus. It's uh, anyway. You know what? It's so Michael. It's not Austin Matthews tonight, and it's not every anyone else being asked questions about what it's like to play with Austin Matthews. Good on Michael Hutchinson. Your chance to be in the in to shine. So they keep peppering you with questions, and uh, he uh, graciously answers them all. It's got to be feeling. Pretty good after that 2-1 win and a really well-played game by him. 21 saves for Michael Hutchinson in this game. Certainly a story. He was one of the three stars in this game, which is great to see. Local product. Yeah, they skate out to nobody. Yeah. I guess maybe Carnot Carlton's eh? there. Yeah. I don't even think they kid anymore, right? Early on, you had people, they, they'd wave. Like the players would just wave you know to the thinking about today, non-existent Gordon? fans. Had the David Ayres game happen in front of no crowd. Oh, uh, my how goodness. How different the storyline yeah. and the narrative well, exactly. would have been. You know? Exactly. Exactly. It's... Uh, well, again, we don't want to pretend to be experts on it here, but, but we you're are. seeing, well, Madison Square Garden, 2,000 fans for the Knicks game last night. They will be allowing the same number for New York Ranger games, and uh, you're seeing little announcements in different places about, you know, 15% capacity. Interesting chatting with local guy Michael Delzato today. He's with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. He, he didn't play last night. He's hoping to be back. Uh, just a day-to-day -day injury, but he's played really well there. And he has said in Columbus, like, it's basically wide open. Like, it's wide open, but they're instructed to act like they're here. Like, as NHL players, they're supposed to act like they're in Canada. But, but the area is, is pretty well wide open. So What's uh, DZ saying about torts out there? 
Loves them. Yeah. He had him with the New York Shocker. Rangers. He loved to have him with the New York Rangers. Everybody so. loves torts, right? I don't know if everybody loves torts. He <laughs> likes torts. <laughs> That's the best news of all. I love those reunions, by the way, where coaches just have a guy and they bring them back. It works. He, Delzado's been great this year for yeah. Columbus. Yeah. Um, I was telling you off air. You know, it's funny, the correlation the last couple games, we both agreed from that Columbus series. I don't know what in the world's happened to Jonas Corposalo this season. He was a brick wall in that series against Toronto. Yeah, it was like it was. I I know that that was just like that was just an. It's not even that you're mad. It was annoying. Yeah, the Boston Bruins series were like real kick-ass playoff series, and there was, it was especially disappointment the last one. You know, last one Leafs should have won the sixth game. But you, other ones, you, you know, could have won. You hope, but you know, there that's a heck of a team. The Boston Bruins, tough seven-game series, and, and the Columbus series was just annoying, and it, it just really. Even though there was that long gap because of the because of the pause, the long pause, it just put a it just put a perfect negative cherry on the Sunday of a year that really was not a good season. Corpus Allo. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. No, a three point five six and an wow. eight eighty six so far this season. Fourteen games. Emmers Leakins is out for how long? Like he's week uh, to week. Yeah. Jeez. So well, they're not gonna draw them till the final four, <laughs> at least this time. Let's <laughs> hope so, not. Yeah. I, and even then you thought Columbus, like Ah, this is good therapy. That's what Leafs Nation's about post game. Yes. But like you thought, oh, this isn't Boston. This isn't Tampa Bay. Like it's our time. this is this is cool. This is a bit of a break that you get in the pause. And, and man, pfft. yeah, yeah, that's how it felt. And then and then the lottery ball was Toronto. It just got knocked down. They showed the slow motion when they were doing the lottery for the first overall pick. And it just uh, as many it, goals as VC though Lafreniere. Well, he so. hasn't panned out, but it just it just got bumped by another ball in slow motion, and then the Ranger ball came out on top. Yeah, yeah, that's been a tough start for Alexi Lafreniere. Nothing tonight. Chris Kreider a hat trick. We'll get to the out of town scoreboard coming up later on. For now, we're going to hear from the captain. A nineteen oh one of ice plus one. Here is John Tavares. Hey John, I know uh, some of the after some of the wins this year, you've talked about how the team has stuck with it. Uh, is that a, a good way to sum up what happened tonight, given the way Riddick played Monday and then what he's doing through the first 58 minutes or whatever it was? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, we hadn't scored a goal in almost two games. And uh, and then even to get down uh, after working so hard and I think, uh, you know, carrying a lot of the play, even though um, it wasn't a lot of great A's out there tonight. But, um, yeah, just sticking with it. Obviously, we were sloppy again on the power play and uh, a lot of reason to, to – uh, uh, let it get away from us, but uh, great job by the guys uh, staying with it, and uh, great to see Willie get rewarded with uh, two two big ones. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. John, uh, Zach was just telling us that people don't realize how much William cares and wants to win. What have you picked up about his internal fire and competitiveness being around him? Yeah, I think I've tried to acknowledge that a, a lot. I think he's very extremely competitive. Um, you know, he's very, very underrated with how strong he is on the puck uh, and he wants to be a difference maker. Um, you know, he, he's uh, such a big part of our, our hockey team and, and our locker room, his personality and his drive to be a great player. So um, awesome to see him get two big ones tonight. I know uh, um, very uplifting for him and, and uh, uh, the type of player he wants to be. He wants to be big in those types of moments. Next, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, John, do you feel like the team has more of a comfort level playing in these types of games where the offense isn't as free-flowing as you might like it to be um, than maybe you were a year or two ago as a group? Uh, absolutely. I mean, especially from last year, I think uh, we were in a lot of tight hockey games to start the season, uh, a lot of one-goal games until uh, we, we finally were able to kind of 
gets uh, some multiple goal wins. So I think uh, we've learned a lot uh, early already early in this season and, and just the importance of sticking with it and just being good defensively uh, and eventually with the type of uh, talent and depth we've, we have that uh, our opportunities will come and uh, just got to keep working, working for it um, uh, with the way we want to play and the type of identity we want to have. So just sticking to that and uh, not getting away from that mindset or that approach and, and uh, staying with it is, has been key. So for sure. The last one here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. John, uh, Hutch has uh, had some good success here in, in relief of Freddie. Uh, what do you think the difference of the way he's playing now, or maybe it's you guys playing now, as opposed to the lack of success he had when he was with you guys last year? Yeah, I mean, I think we were an extremely up and down team last year. Um, you know, we gave up way too many opportunities for any goaltender. So, um, you know, Hutch, he finished the season strong last year. Um, uh, in, in the bubble and, and uh, um, obviously, uh, you know, goaltending depth and depth in all positions is key. And certainly uh, we've obviously needed him uh, for this stretch here and he's, he's been great. I think his approach every day, uh, professionalism, the way he stays ready and works on his game and just stays level-headed. And, and obviously we knew I think coming into this year, we'd be a lot better in front of our goalies. Um, so obviously him included and you can see how solid he's been these last two. I love the Zoom era. Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like the background audio. <laughs> it's just a, such a weird era, Gordon. 10 years yeah. from now, 50. Actually, we'll still be in quarantine in 10 years, but, but we, we 30 assume, years from now. We assume that was in Scotiabank Arena <laughs> yeah. rather than someone's house. <laughs> yeah, hope. it doesn't sound like things are going too well in that house. Yes. <laughs> it's just a remarkable time to be alive, but only one place I want to be. That's doing Leafs Nation post game with Gord Stelic. We'll hit the break. Sheldon Keefe still to come. A 2-1 OT win. Willie Nylander, both goals for the Maple Leafs. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 5-9 the fan. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame. A 2-1 OT win here against the Calgary Flames. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. Willie Nylander for mayor. Two goals, plus one, 16-19 of ice. Would you vote for him? What would I vote for what? Well, for mayor. Yeah, Willie for, for mayor. Well, you know, his countryman, Steen, ran for town council in Winnipeg, right? Uh, Alex? Alex's dad, Thomas Steen. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I wouldn't vote for Willie for mayor. Uh, he'd be, <laughs> he, he would be inconsistent. Your snow would get shoveled great Perfect. one week, and then the next week. Perfect. The next week it wouldn't. So, uh, But I, I would vote for him for the star of the game. Me Six too. shots on goal tonight, which kind of surprised me. So you kind of, you know. I, I, he'd been staying away from the net a little bit too yes. much, a little too tentative, but it showed he got some shots on goal. And that's exactly right. I love the net drive on the second goal, but important to note, both those goals came from like a foot away, right? Yeah. That's huge. I mean, when it comes to Nylander, his perimeter game has been uh, really, really good throughout the years, but I think you need more of that. And they got it tonight, a 2-1 OT win. Here's what Nylander had to say postgame. Willie, and what was your perspective on the tying goal and then the OT winner you had? Well, the tying goal is just... Uh, get it to the net and I guess everybody was there and it was just laying there and I mean luckily was able to slide through the through his legs and then the uh, OT goal I don't know, just got some speed got a nice pass from Maddie and was able to take it to the net so uh, nice to be able to score finally next up go to Josh Clipperton Canadian Press go ahead Josh well it's well Doc maybe taking some heat in this market do you, do you hear that and, and how nice is it to, to get to tonight well, I mean, it's kind of always been uh, been around me with that kind of stuff, so uh, I'm kind of used to it. But I mean, I know I've under uh, underperformed, and I know I can do better. So uh, I got uh, levels to get to where I want to be. We'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. 
Wayne, how did you think the team managed not to get too frustrated, obviously going that long without scoring on Riddich and giving up that late goal to Calgary in regulation? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, these are the kind of games we need to go through and uh, learn how to win. And we were able to battle through, even though we let, a, let in a goal late there and were able to get the win. Usually in overtime, you wouldn't necessarily be out with Austin. What, what were you thinking before that shift? Oh, I was just thinking to try to score a goal, that's all. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, Willie, the, you guys five on five tonight were, uh, were, in my mind, clearly the better team, but your power play really, really struggles. Is there any idea what's going on the last couple of games with the extra man? Yeah, I think we have been, uh, I mean, kind of slumping, not getting uh, the looks that you want to get, and I mean, kind of trying to force stuff to happen. We need to just uh, get back to, uh, to the basics. And I mean, we were really hot from the start, so um we know what we can do so we just got to get back to the to the basics take a couple more we'll go to luke fox at sportsnet go ahead luke willie zach hyman was saying that you're often misunderstood why do you think that is do you do you feel like you're misunderstood uh well i don't really uh read or anything what you guys uh write most of the time but i mean i try to uh put my work in as that as uh good as i can uh every day at the rink and try to battle and I mean coming off a couple tough games for myself and I mean want to get back to where I can be and last one here we'll go to Jonas Eagle the athletic go ahead Jonas hey William I'm just wondering where have you been trying to to improve your game specifically the last little bit here well first of all get some shots to the net I think I've had like one two shots a game that haven't even really been uh good shots so that's one aspect and moving my feet uh with and without the puck more there is Mr. Misunderstood, William Nylander. Uh, first primary assist by Matthews on a Nylander even strength goal since December 31st, 2019 versus Minnesota, courtesy stats with Steve Fellin. Wow. Wow. Hey, pretty uh, pretty candid, Willie Nylander. Liked it. Yeah, wasn't getting shots on goal. He had six tonight. So, and, and I don't read what you guys write. You know, just lay off that. Nobody reads, you know, they don't anymore. They listen like to it's a, Nation. Yeah, that's right. They listen to us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. After the other side, uh, we hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe and wrap things up and get you set for Saturday night. McDavid and the Oilers. That's going to be a fun one. No doubt about that. At the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. 590 The Fan. All right, the Maple Leafs back on track after this 2-1 OT win. Willie Melander, both goals. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. And now the Leafs, as we get set to play Sheldon Keefe here, embark on a five-game road trip, three in Edmonton and two in Vancouver, Gord. And the hottest team right now in the north are not the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are the Edmonton Oilers. So mm. looking forward to that Saturday, Monday, Wednesday uh, the creme de la creme team-wise and the creme de la creme player-wise. Top two in this division right now. We hear now from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, uh, William's taken a lot of heat in this market over the last little while. What did you see from him tonight? And why do you think he maybe is misunderstood sometimes? Uh, well, I thought of him tonight. Uh, I think the last couple of games he's had real good legs. I think actually the last few games, uh, you know, he's been skating well with the puck. Uh, like I said the other night that, you know, it feels like he was waiting and ready to break out. Uh, so that's good. Um, you know, I think why is he misunderstood? You know, I, I think, you know, Willie has to own some of that. I think it's, you know, he's, he's got, 
you know, he's got to find more consistency in his game. And, you know, I've talked a lot about those kind of things. And he's got to be, he's got to be engaged and good without the puck. Um, you know, so I think, you know, uh, part of it perhaps is being misunderstood, but part of it is just, you know, he's still got, he's still got to grow uh, as a player. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Michelle, another uh, a good defensive effort for you guys tonight. What'd you, what'd you see in that end of it? And, uh, you know, although he wasn't overly busy, Michael Hutchinson seemed to play with a lot of confidence in the net tonight. Yeah, I thought we did a good job, you know, once again here, you know, not giving up, but the exception, of course, the goal. Uh, the goal we gave up, that's, you know, that's the one big chance. And that's really the way the game was going is who was going to give up the big chance. And, uh, you know, we had a, a breakdown there. I felt like we stopped playing for a little bit and exposed ourselves there. That's an area we, we don't ever want to give that up. Uh, but aside from that, I thought we did a good job. But uh, certainly, I thought Hutch was really solid. He gave our group lots of confidence to just keep playing today. He obviously, gave us a chance to win. I mean, you know, he only keeps it at zero for most of the game, and then keeps it at one. I mean, so yeah, you know, you've got a hope and you got a chance. So we, we find a way uh, through you know nice group effort there around the crease to to get one in, and that uh, gives you know, gives us a chance for. You know, for for Will to, to do his thing and, and win the win the game with a spectacular goal. Next up, we'll go to Jonas Siegel, the Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Sheldon. I'm just wondering if if Austin's wrist was was maybe bugging him as the the game wore along. Yes, it was. Yeah. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, what made you want to go with JT and and Mitch and then Austin and William to start OT? It really was just as simple as Austin wasn't comfortable taking the face off, just the way that his, uh, his wrist was feeling. So uh, the face off to me is really important at three on three. And uh, so we sent John for that and, and then intended to send Austin on the fly. Um, it just so happened we had a D zone face off, but it was on the right side and, and Will uh, took it and won it. So we won both those face offs, uh, gave us the puck, you know, really for pretty much the, you know, uh, the bulk of uh, the, the time we spent there, uh, and then a little bit of time that led to the face-off, and and uh, we have the puck. You give yourself a good chance at three-on-three three to make something happen. We'll take a couple more here. We'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Sheldon. Are, are you concerned about the, the status of Austin's wrist? Is it something that can be treated, or do you know yet? Yeah, I think it's something that, that can be treated. I mean, he's been dealing with it for a long time now throughout the season and hasn't slowed him down. Uh, obviously today was, it was a factor, but we do have a couple of days here before we play again. Uh, a couple of the you know, day off, full day off tomorrow and uh, a practice and travel day. And then we get out to West. So, you know, we'll see how he is. Look, continue to take care of him and monitor it. Uh, you know, we don't think it's anything, anything more at this point than what he's, what he's been dealing with. For- all right there, Sheldon Keith. pretty damn impressive. If Austin Matthews has been dealing with this all season long, Gordon. Yeah, and, um, you know, good candor by uh, Sheldon Keefe. It was obvious he was getting tended to on the bench quite a bit, and he mentioned that he wasn't comfortable taking the faceoff just because of the risk. So, yeah, I hope the day-to-day thing um, is something that is quicker on that side because, you know, a couple of years ago, we, it was a couple of years ago, he had like three different types of injuries, but he just was plagued by uh, not good health after he's generally been a pretty good durable player. It is, and certainly something we'll monitor throughout this season, but the injury bug is really starting to hit this team, isn't it? 
it always seems to happen. You yeah. know, they, they had that ridiculous run for uh, years ago uh, that they were like the least injured team or least man games lost. But uh, uh, on the goaltending side, still the biggest one's the goaltending side. And that's where, you know, of all the key guys, kudos to Michael Hutchison. Like, you know, kudos to under very uh, tough circumstances, given what happened here before. And it was unexpected as the number one, four goal, number four goaltender this year. When can't when everything started, you're going to get this kind of string of games to start, and uh, he's really really come up big. Well done, and we got set now for Saturday night. Uh, three games at Edmonton starts on Saturday night with Leafs Nation pregame coming up at six thirty right here on Sportsnet Five Nine of the Fan. Uh, it's it's always going to be fun every time McDavid and Matthews get together, Gord. Yeah, last change, you know, um, which will work at Edmonton's favor. Lots of minutes, uh, Drysidel McDavid play, which uh, more more than even the big three play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I'm pumped about it. I can't wait. And uh, all three games, but Saturday, perfect. Hockey Night in Canada and Hockey Night here on uh, the Fan 590. And the beginning of a five-game road trip for the Maple Leafs, but here a big win on this Wednesday night. Two on the final. Willie Nylander, both goals. The OT winner, that scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Anthony Stewart, Sam McKee, and Josh Santos. And the Maple Leafs uh, get back on track after being shut out on Monday with a huge 2-1 OT win. We'll talk on Saturday night. Take care.